Welcome, everyone, to the CavsCorner.com podcast, CavsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the Blatchel Franklin Estates here in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, August the 31st. <sighs> Football is right around the corner, even if it happens in a torrential downpour. Um, it is finally time for our annual preseason podcast where we all set out to make ourselves look... A- well, Dave and I will set out to make ourselves look foolish. Ferber will be the uh, voice of reason in the room, and inevitably he will be right. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to disregard everything Dave and I say, but really just listen to Ferber. Uh, before we do that, let's go around and introduce everybody out in Fishersville. Uh, David Spence, welcome back to the podcast, sir. Thank you, Mr. Franklin. David Spence, who days on the board? At who days on Twitter? I was going to say, just like dropped his Twitter handle. Like, forget that. We, I'm so excited talk. about football. I can't wait to get there. Go. Um, he said, "Go." Uh, <laughs> Justin Ferber is also back on the podcast. Welcome back, my friend. What's up? What's up? At Cavs underscore corner on Twitter. At Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Wow, he he put both of us <laughs> in there. Hey, look at that Cavs underscore corner. Great place for game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. I haven't decided yet whether I'm gonna uh, Tweetbot for Mac has this cool thing where you can like make what's called a uh, um, uh, topic, and so like if you use a hashtag or whatever, basically it's like replying to itself. And then at the end, you can actually create like a like a almost like a story of all those tweets together. Um, and the nerd in me really wants to do that, but I don't know if there's much value in it. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Uh, if you pay attention to Twitter on Saturday, I guess you'll have to wait and see. Um, okay, so we're going to predict some things. Before we do that, is there anything that we want to talk about that we want to touch on maybe before we get into the game-by-game breakdown of the 2016 season? Hmm. Well, weather certainly could be a factor this weekend. Could definitely be a factor. Could so certainly keep, so be a factor. So keep your eyes. Literally, I was all excited because they were calling for, like, Low 80s and perfect weather. And then to today, I get a text, like, check the weather. It could be really bad. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, it literally did a 180. It yeah. wasn't even like, well, it could be bad. It could be. It was like, it's going to be perfect, too. It's going to be awful. Yeah. It ben was... Kurt's dad did tweet that they grew up in South Florida, so he's used to that kind of weather anyway. So, Well, here's my thing. It went from, like, 70... 76 degrees and 0% chance of rain to 70 and ridiculous. Um, and that's not good. Um, so I, I, the storm could track a little bit east. I, I mean, I, I don't know at this point. I can't tell you that the that the weather is going to dramatically change the outcome of the game, but I do think it might have a big impact on the, uh, the plan for the game. I think Virginia wanted to – Probably does want to go into this game and, and tr- throw the ball as much as they as possible. But now, you know what, that depth at running back might really come in to play. And as you'll see, I'm sure, in Ferber's uh, game preview, um, you know, they they really don't have a whole lot at running back. That's the one area that they're struggling with. I mean, they got a good quarterback. They got a solid wide receiver. They got a good defense with a standout safety and linebacker. Um, they got some experience on the lines, but they do not have a, kind of an air apparent at running back. Uh, to Jaco- is it Jacoby or Jacory? I can't remember. Green, the kid from last year. So they really Jacory. Yeah. So they're gonna have to figure some things out on the fly. And you really think that in a game like that, rain is it, rain is gonna make um, is gonna make running the ball that much more imperative. Uh, anything else to come before the good of the order before we start? Aren't you looking forward to the, like the Broncos symbolism? If there's a big rainstorm, his the next you know, this game, which would be the <laughs> it kind. I mean, it, w- it will be one of those things that every columnist will write about, and it will drive me crazy. But um, I think it would be pretty interesting 
considering yeah. the last time that he was there and everything that happened in that game. And basically, you know, crazy stuff happens in terms of weather when Broncos and, and Scott Stadium. Um, I think that part would, would get grossly overblown. We'd all get tired of it real fast. But it would be an interesting kind of subtext. Waterproof your cart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's start with Richmond. Um, this is a game I think that, for me at least, I'll start with myself. For me, this is a game I think Virginia is going to win. I, I think it's not going to be uh, as cookie-cutter as most people think. I think the Cavaliers have better talent. I think they don't have enough better talent, and that's why the score isn't going to be quite as lopsided, I think, as folks either are hoping it would be or maybe even predicting it'll be. Um, because, look, this is an offense that knows what it's doing, even though, like I said before, if it becomes a, uh, a slosh and you have to run the ball to be able to move it, that's going to be tough for them a little bit. Um, though at the same time, I wonder how UVA's offense would, would, would answer that call considering they want to go fast and tempo, and that's where there, there could be an advantage. Um, but I think the problem that I would have with Richmond is depth. Um, you know, I feel like the Spiders have a very good team, and I feel like they're going to make some noise at the FCS level. I don't know if out of week one, if they're going to that they're going to have the playable depth they're going to need to overcome some of the what I think are the still the talent mismatches. Um, as good as as this program has been, and 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 as, as and as high as my expectations are for Richmond this season, I just don't know if I can predict them to get out of this one. Um, Un, you know, without having seriously been pushed in terms of its talent and depth. Uh, and I do think that, that the issue of running back is going to be something that's going to be tough because I don't think you can really beat a 3-4 that Bronco runs, especially if it's crazy rainy. But I don't think you can beat that defense unless you can run a little bit. Um, you know, Dante Wilkins will tell you the f- their, their first, second, third job is to, is to stop a run. Um, and if they're stopping the run, that puts I, I think that really puts Richmond in a, in a really tight spot. Um, so I, I'll, I'll, I'll open things up and – I'll take the the Cavaliers to win this one, um, thirty three to twenty one. Dave, we'll go next to you. What do you think? Talk to me. Well, I mean, if you'd asked me a week ago, I may have predicted Virginia to break sixty in this game. Um, I mean, the, the the news on or the the non news, but future news on Cook and you know with Harris being banged up, it. It certainly kind of re- reiterates the lack of depth we have, um, so that that's kind of slowed me down a little bit. And you know, I think we can all agree that you know we we've got some playmakers, we just don't have a lot of depth behind them. So staying healthy this year will greatly influence our our yearly record um, coming into day, game one. And, and granted, Cook hasn't you know done much yet, but he had a a, a good spring and a great fall, so. That was kind of a reality check for me. That said, I keep thinking about it. I mean, it came up on the board that, you know, Richmond played Maryland really tough last year. Well, they lost 50 to 21. I mean, it was it was tough for a little while. Um, and, you know, I think it was 45 to 13 when they were here in 2014. Granted, different team, different everything. Um, and, the, and, and the entire time, you know, hopefully many, many years at Broncos here, this may be the FCS game that gets more game planning than any other FCS game he ever coaches at Virginia. Um, you know, it's a it's a chance to show what they're about. It's a chance for the players to kind of come out and, you know, they, I mean, they went from not having a number a week ago to now getting ready to play a football game. It's going to be a big deal. So I think you have to take that stuff in, into account. Um, 
So that said, I mean, I think it'll be tight for a little while, especially if the weather is a factor. Um, Dowling, I think it was Dowling today. Yeah, Dowling today kind of mentioning it would be the Benkert show makes me think they're not just going to try to run the ball around Richmond. They're going to come out and, and throw it. Um, I'm pretty – I'm cautiously optimistic, um, but my score is going to sound like I'm ridiculously optimistic. I've got Virginia 45 to 20. I think Virginia's going to put up some points, and you know it may be 35 to 20 or 28 to 20 going into the third quarter, but I, I don't expect you'll see Bronco take his foot off the throttle. My turn? Yeah, I think it's a, you're good for it. Talk to me a little bit about what you think. Uh, well, actually, Dave, say, say that number again because I, I want to write them all down. 45 to 20. 45. Okay. Ferber, tell us tell us what's really going to happen. <laughs> um, I'm, I am I think I side a little bit more with you. I think it's going to be pretty close. Uh, I wouldn't – I don't think that they're going to lose, but I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Um this Richmond team is probably the most impressive FCS team that I've like studied or looked at um, in doing game previews for the site in three or four years. Uh, I mean, they bring a lot back from a team, except for their running back, basically, from a team that went deep in the playoffs last year. So um, I think that, and then you know, obviously they're they're probably going to come into the season with some momentum because of that. So I think that that's going to be a factor. Um, the weather, I don't know if it really impacts things either way. It just depends. Like, if it's not really raining that hard, I don't think it really makes a difference. Um, but I, I think it'll be pretty close. Uh, I think that UVA will have enough talent to kind of overcome some of the positives that Richmond has. And uh, it's going to come down, I think, a lot to if Richmond's able to throw the ball, the weather pending. Um, it's going to come down to how the the new secondary for UVA kind of looks with the younger cornerbacks in their first real game action, live bullets for some of them period for some of them, you know, significant game playing and close game anyway. So um, I think UVA does enough to win, but I do think it's close uh, into the second half. So I'm going to go UVA 31 Richmond 24. All right. So Ferber and I are not that far. That makes me feel better. All right. All right, so we all have UVA at 1-0, uh, hitting the road to go out west to play the Oregon Ducks at, like, 11 o'clock uh, <laughs> on, um, on September 10th uh, in a game that ESPN will televise uh, in t- well after midnight um, here on, the, on this eastern coast. Uh, Dave, let's start with you on this one. Uh, I think that the general consensus about this game has been automatic Virginia loss. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be awful. Um, I, I, I think you're – you're the type that, that, that generally rejects that narrative when Virginia's involved. You always feel like the Cavaliers have a good shot. How are you feeling about round two uh, with the Marcus Mariota-less Ducks? I mean, this if there's one game on the schedule that I'm subject to like really change how I feel about it, um, it would be the Oregon one because, you know, based on what we see this weekend, uh, I think the rest of them it probably won't affect me too much. Um, I don't know. Certainly... I think Oregon's a step back from where they were. There's no question about that. But, I mean, they were so many far steps ahead, so many steps ahead of where we are, <laughs> where we were. I don't know that it matters. Now, I mean, that game they we played them, obviously they had Mariota. Um, I mean, they could have hung 100 on us that day if they'd have wanted to. I mean, what was it the third play of the game where Mariota 
took it 80-something yards. Well, you know, that was like, one of those things, too. It was a miscommunication. I remember Henry Coley. Did Henry say – he didn't – he never said who – like, but basically somebody missed the assignment. Like, somebody missed a read, um, the old George Washington. Somebody missed his assignment. Um, <laughs> but, like, so whatever it was, they, they they apparently knew it was coming, and they – but the, but somebody missed it, and I really don't think they ever recovered from that play. Um, because if I remember correctly, the first two downs they were in good spot, right? Oh yeah, I think I think it was a negative play, yeah. like an incomplete and a negative play. So it was like Got third and like a little bit longer and, than ten, and and then homeboy yeah. ran like forever. Yeah, the guy who's going to pass to beat us took off down the field and we couldn't catch him. I mean, homeboy was yeah, that was, yeah, he was. Um, I mean, it's tough to say. I don't know what Oregon's going to look like to have a new quarterback. They have a new offensive coordinator. Their defense is making a transition. Um. I mean, the fan of me wants to say it's going to be close. The you know the the guy who watches a lot of football saying even if you know if they're smart enough to just turn around and hand it off to the stable running backs they have, you know they'll probably eventually break through. So, I mean, I think Virginia keeps it close. I, I don't think we're the you know we're not there yet to win that game. I don't believe. I I'd, I'd love to be wrong, but. Um, I guess you want to score. I've got Oregon 31, Virginia 22. One of my odd score games. Thank you, Brad, for that. <laughs> I'll go next here, mainly because I, I I don't want Ferber to steal my, my, my point here. If Virginia was at full strength, okay, if Virginia was at full strength, let's say no injuries throughout the entire preseason, okay, maybe, maybe you got some injuries, but nobody on the 2D, okay, so Tim Harris, his shoulder's good, Malcolm Cook's, whatever it is, is good, Sean Carl's, whatever is good, so they have maximum amount of depth on the offensive line, maximum uh, playmaking ability at outside linebacker, so they're able to work in those three guys as opposed to leaning on Corey Jones and Chris Peace. Even then, I would have a tough time, I think, picking Virginia to win this game. I think the fact that Virginia, with um, with Mike London as the head coach, went out to, to USC and almost won that game several years ago, it does, it does impact me. I will say that. And I do think that every team is only a series of plays away from being in a game early. The problem is, is that even if you even if you don't have that Mariota breaking for you know whatever it was, eleventy billion yards, uh, there's going to be one of those situations later. And so, like talent eventually catches up with you. And I just don't think at this point Virginia has. I think they have a lot of playmakers. They just don't have the talent to beat this team now. If they won this game, I would not be shocked because I don't think uh, in today's college football, unless you're maybe, um, I mean, I would really, I would really be supremely shocked if like Virginia beat an Alabama or an Ohio State. I don't think Oregon is right there; is still there on, on that level right now. Um, I, I do think the fact that they've had some weirdness at quarterback without, you know, they they should be able to go out and find somebody and bring them in, and, and it's all good. Um, but. I just have a tough time seeing Virginia win this game largely just on talent alone. But I do think that in terms of scheme, I, I think you, this is one of those games where you're going to Virginia's going to lose it. But you're going to look at you're going to look at what Bronco and his staff do both sides of the ball. Go, you know what? You could see what they were trying to do, and they found some success. They just didn't have enough of it. Uh, I'm going to pick the Ducks, 36-24. All right. Uh, so it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I just don't see it happening. And not not only are they playing Oregon, they're playing Oregon in Eugene, where people rarely play well. Um, I mean, it's not the most. It's not you know impossible to win there. Utah hung like sixty points on them last year, but Utah was really good. Um, 
I, yeah, I just don't see it happening, uh, especially, like I said, with kind of a lot of green players in the secondary, like Miles Robinson getting literally his first game action and Juan Thornhill getting his first real game action that matters on defense anyway. Um, I think that's going to be a problem on the edges where you have to do a really good job against Oregon, um, especially – and then your outside linebackers don't have a lot of game experience either. So I think that just makes this a bad matchup. Um, as far as the USC game when Mike took over, um, I think that USC team, for one, they were not as good as everybody thought they were and then going into the season. And for two, their offensive style kind of lent itself pretty well to uh, UVA team adjusting the schemes, being able to keep it close. Um, they weren't doing anything exotic or trying to you know, expose certain players um, on the defense or anything like that or, or running a fast pit, fast-paced offense. So. Um, I believe that game was 17-14 or something like that. Um, but this game, I, I, I just don't understand. I just don't see how UVA is going to be able to contain Oregon's playmakers. I do think the offense, um, if if they can get going, I think Oregon's defense being in transition with Brady Hoke taking over there, um, I do think there's a possibility that they could kind of get it going. Uh, but I don't think they'll be able to outscore Oregon, especially across the country in the second game in a new scheme. So I'm going to go Oregon 48, UVA 27. All right. See, so, all right. So I've got it 12. Dave's got it nine. You've got it 21. Um, that's probably some, somewhere in that. Like, I, I feel like two score, if, if, they, if it's a two score game, I think Virginia feels good about it. And I do think. Yeah, if they, if they lose with Dave's score or your score, I think that they can't really be too upset about it unless they lose to Richmond or something. I don't know that you can get upset about that game anyway. You lose it unless right, it's like yeah. eighty-five to nothing. Yeah, I mean that was be the the demoralizing loss where like ninety dudes get hurt. That's that's really the the negative. Yeah. Um, realistically, anything you do positive. Assuming you've won week one. <laughs> that's true. You can't. Yeah, you don't want to go in here and go and two. Okay, so they come back to the East Coast a week later. They play UConn in an afternoon game that uh, I'm guessing will be on the ACC Network Extra and not ESPN three. Though it will also be on SNY, which is kind of fun. Um, I think that I mentioned before, let me take a step back. When I picked this season, um, I'm going to pick it a little bit different in the sense that I'm, there's a narrative in my head that I'm picking each game with. So essentially each game that happens is not, it's not like on its own. It, it's part of a, a, a larger like series of television versus just be it being just like a, a two hour movie, so to speak. So, like, each thing builds. So, like, I, I mentioned before that one of the things I thought about the Oregon game was there were going to be moments in that game where fans and, and media alike are going to be looking and go, you know, even though they didn't win this game, I can see what Bron- – you can see development or you can see the positives of the coaching staff. And I think that is going to carry over into this game even though they, they, they go down in defeat. I really believe that this is going to be the game um, winning on the road against a team that was, is pretty mediocre – even though obviously I know that they've, everybody's had more success in UVA lately, but I just kind of believe that, that to me, in terms of what, of what the Huskies want to do, and what I know of them, I really do believe that this is the game where Virginia kind of not necessarily catches fire, but you can see who they want to be, um, you can see the 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 positives of the of the better uh, coaching staff, you can see the uh, the the way that they kind of deal with some uh, adversity a little bit on the road. Uh, I really do think the Cavaliers win this one, and I, I think they win it handily, um, mainly because, I, like I said, I think talent-wise, 
Virginia's got better talent. They they still depth is going to be a concern, but I do believe that they're able to kind of build off of off of the performance that they put up the week before. So I've got Virginia winning this one, um, thirty-eight to twenty-three, um, and I mean maybe maybe fifteen points isn't handily to everybody else, but I've covered a two and ten team, so get off my back. Uh, <laughs> Ferber, what are, how are you feeling about UVA's matchup with UConn? I think it's definitely a winnable game. Um, obviously, we didn't really mention it with Oregon, but um, the fact that they haven't run a, run a road game since 2012, uh, obviously that's going to have to end this year if they're going to get to a bowl. So um, I think that they can. I think that they can, and they will end that streak this year. And uh, I think the UConn game would be a good place for that to happen. Um, I don't think a lot of people are expecting them to go to Eugene and win, but um, this game. I think a lot of people on the surface see UConn and be like, all right, it's UConn. I mean, that should be winnable. But um, UConn was a bowl team last year um, in the AAC, which was a competitive league. Uh, they were able to beat Houston, who was obviously very good last year. So, uh, I mean, not it, they're not totally a pushover. Now, if you take, dig a little deeper, you can kind of see that their offense is kind of, was kind of a mess last year, and they relied on a, a really good defense to kind of get them – over the hump in a lot of games. So I think this will be a low scoring game, but I think that UVA has the talent uh, to go up there and win. And I expect them to do so. Um, I think they'll win this game 27, 21. Okay. Dave, how you feeling about uh, game three of the 2016 season? I mean, a lot of this is going to hinge on how healthy Virginia is coming out of the Oregon game, you know, late at night, late, late flight, short week, going back to what stores right and that where they are um there's stadiums in okay thank you they play at um, the stadium the game is really going to go be played last Sy- the game is really going to be played in syracuse <laughs> uh anyway so you know another game that i like a lot of, you know a lot depends on what happens a week before but um you know i I think it's one of those situations where where you see elite athleticism and then you come back to play someone else. And as long as the coaching staff still has the team, your health is pretty good. I think it's a, it's a game where you can immediately see dividends for seeing that better team, um, you know, a better quality um, you know, to kind of know where you need to be. And the other factor here is this is a team that Bronco and the staff played last year, if I remember correctly, it was 30 to 13 or something like that. Um, so his staff is certainly familiar with UConn. Um, it's a game, a trend I think we'll see a lot. And the three of us have talked about in the text thread is, is kind of, you know, close at the half and pull away in the second half. That's, you know, I think fans should be prepared for that. That tends to be the MMO, um, of BYU. So, you know, um, hopefully the staff will bring it with them here. I, I don't think it's an easy win by any means, just because, it's going to be tough to come out of a game like Oregon and be a hundred percent healthy, um, especially on a short week. So I think it'll be a little bit closer than I'd hoped to be. Uh, I've got Virginia winning this one. One of the few games I don't have Virginia scoring over 30, um, 29 to 17, a little bit of defensive struggle. All right. Which would have been an offensive juggernaut last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say, all right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, last year, let's see, Virginia, uh, 16, 27, uh, 35, 14, 19, triple overtime, 44, 13, 27, 21, 
31. They did score 42 against Duke uh, and 20 in the finale. Okay, so everybody, we're all in agreement so far, 2-1. and one. Uh, Virginia comes back to Charlottesville September 24th against Central Michigan. I mean, I don't know if we need to discuss this one too much. I, I mean, really, a score in this game, you're just kind of shooting. Uh, you know, you're just taking a wild shot. Uh, it's even more so than, than normal. Um, more talent is usually going to be the thing that I, I'm i going to pick a game with, right? Um, Virginia has more talent. They're playing at home. In my narrative here, they're coming off of a, a sound victory uh, on the road. They're, so they're kind of – I think that – as as you'll see as we go through this through this for me, this team anytime something good happens to this team, it's like it's like in NASCAR cautions we get cautions. For Virginia this season, I feel like good stuff comes after good stuff because I feel like these kids haven't had a lot of success. Went on the road to UConn, you're able to come home. Uh, they'll handle their business though. I don't think it'll be as clean um, as maybe you, you might think when you see the opponent, but I do think uh, this is going to be a, a game the Cavaliers win and. And win pretty handily as well. I'm gonna go uh, 46 to 17 UVA over the Chippewas of Central Michigan. Why? Why'd you laugh? What was that? <laughs> you made it sound like you're gonna make this a close game. <laughs> it's like 30, 29 points. Nah, well, no, no, I don't think it's gonna be a close game. I mean, I started with like Virginia has better talent. No, I mean, I'm just kidding. Hard. Um, all right, Dave. How do? What do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, my score is about the same. That's a problem. Like, I mean, this is a game where Virginia should win. Uh, um. You know, there's certainly some scenarios where maybe maybe it's a little tighter than it should be, but I, I don't predict preseason based on that, and my final record and accuracy proves it. Um, I've got Virginia win this one 41 to 20. Um, I think getting back home would be good for them at this point. Getting back home after their 2-1. and one. Ferber, tell us what's really going to happen. <laughs> um Central Michigan, also a bowl team last year for the people at home. Uh, Yeah, right. Me neither, really. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like if if you're going to pick Central Michigan to win, then what's the point of even doing this podcast, really? (laughs) I mean, if that was the case, then you might as well just pencil them in for like 1-11 and and call it a day. Um, But I'm not going to do that. I think this is a game where UVA can actually break out, and I think this will be the one where it's like, all right, you know, this offense can actually do some things. And I think they'll have some games after this where they won't be able to do as many things, obviously, against a, a higher caliber opponent. But um, I think this will be a game where they can kind of stretch their legs a little bit and, uh, and and get in the end zone. So I'm looking at UVA 44, Central Michigan 20. All right, say that number to me one more time. 44-20. Central Michigan has a pretty good quarterback. Dave, we're going to let you start with uh, with Duke. Um, so everybody's got Virginia three and one at this point. What, what are you feeling like uh, when they go to Durham uh, the next week on October the first? Sorry, my mute button wasn't working right there. Um, I've, I think your mute button was working just fine. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't unmute. My unmute function was not working. This game, you know, I think it depends on how you f- – I know this is horrible, but um, I've got Virginia kind of on an upswing at this point. You know, they've won two games in a, in a row, including not getting that road whammy off their back. Um, I know Duke's getting a lot of, like, you know, 
a lot of media fodder for, for being decent this year. Um, and a lot of that was based on Cirque being back, and we know now he will not be. Um, clearly, Duke has added more talent star rating-wise over the years, but I, I just still don't think Duke is quite I don't think Duke is significantly better than the Virginia, and the, the proof is in pudding. Virginia, as bad as they certainly have beaten us, but it hasn't been a blowout by any means. Um, being on the, if this was at home, I don't. I think it's a no-brainer. It, Virginia would pull. Well, maybe not a no-brainer. Let me back that truck up a little bit. Maybe it's not a no-brainer. We win this game at home, but I think it's a little less, um, a little more confidence in my pick. But I just think with Cirque out. And if I remember correctly, Duke, Duke's got Notre Dame the week before. Um, and I, I'm a big proponent of looking at who they played the week before. I think that does affect things. They're at Notre Dame, if I remember correctly. Yeah, at Notre Dame. Sorry. I've got Virginia winning this one. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in this game. I've got a lot more confidence in some upset picks coming later than I do in this one just because of, you know, it's a four games in a row, limited depth. I think at this point, though, Virginia is kind of getting some momentum. Um, well, they just started. Uh, they just started three and one, so I would hope they got some momentum. Well, I mean, momentum on the road, especially, and I don't know if beating Central Michigan should give you a whole lot of momentum, but you've got you know any positive experience this team has, as Bronco keeps alluding to, is gonna is gonna help. Um, you know, winning on winning on the road to UConn certainly give them a little confidence. Going to the new newly renovated. Wallace Wade. Um, Goose maybe bumps, they don't have sorry. to run 200 yards to the locker room at halftime. I don't <laughs> know how that I works. I think they still will. Oh no, they. <laughs> I still think do. they still no, do. They still too. do. The the, the 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 renovations didn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Yeah, the, the um, renovations were not for UVA. I think this is a high scoring game, though. Even with you know Duke having quarterback problems, um, I've got Virginia winning this one, 37 to 34, the first tight game of the Bronco era. Maybe maybe a little Mister Higgins comes into effect here. <laughs> That's what you get for reading an article, right? Before yeah, no. Why do you send that to me right before um, the podcast? Forever, what do you think? Mister Higgins sounds like a show on BBC. It really does, doesn't it? <laughs> it could be. It does. It totally goes. does. <laughs> um, this is an interesting one, and in the preseason, I might not, or still in the preseason, uh, but maybe like three months ago, I might have felt a little differently about it. But I do think that this game is really winnable now. Um, without Cirque and I think that I mean we've talked about this back when the preseason poll came out but I think that Duke's kind of in line for a little bit of uh, regression this year Uh, obviously Cutcliffe's done a good job but eventually uh, you will kind of regress towards your talent especially in a league like the ACC where everybody's kind of even Uh, so I think this is one of the ACC games that UVA can get and I think if they can get that win at UConn this will that will be huge for their confidence going back on the road in a game like this against, I think, a better team. So um, I think I think Dave's spot on. I think this would be a high-scoring game regardless. Um, and I expect UVA to pull it out. I think UVA wins it 34-28. 34-28. Um, okay. I have the Cavaliers winning this one, too. And, the, and like I said, I, I, I have a narrative for the season that kind of goes whatever. Um, you, you play Oregon at least tight enough where you feel like, you know what, they were better than us, but they weren't like – um, heads and shoulders, a bed, better not like it wasn't a blowout. You know, you felt like you were at least in the game. And if you you had some, you know, maybe if you didn't have the injuries, some of the things that you've you've had to deal with, and some guys have had to grow up, 
really fast, maybe you felt like it would have a different outcome. To me, the different so they go then they go to UConn, they get the win, they come back to Central Michigan, you know, a nice comfortable win. This one, not just a Cirque injury to me, but the injuries that Duke has had. And if you think about it, like they've they've lost major contributors year after year. This year, not just Cirque, but they've got some injuries on the offensive line, some things that they're dealing with there. I feel like Duke has some really good skill players. I don't know if those skill players are good enough when matched up against ACC DBs to take advantage enough to to kind of even things out with what you're going to get out of the the Jones kid that's going to be starting for them. Um, and I actually won't be surprised if they go a little bit back and forth with who their quarterback is now that 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 circus hurt. Um, I I do believe that that momentum is a, is obviously a, a thing, uh, but I think confidence is is really the the the, the kind of um, heart of that. And I really think that this is the kind of game that I can totally see Virginia winning because they have the better talent. Um, Duke has done a really good job of upgrading in, in, in a number of ways, but I do think the injury bug has bit them as well. Uh, even though this one's on the road, um, you know, I, I look at it and think, you know what, last year that Virginia team was able to beat them, um, granted in Charlottesville, but with a better Duke roster uh, in a variety of ways. Um, so to me this one is, is something – uh, I, I don't want to say it's a no-brainer either, Dave, but I do think that it makes a lot of sense to me that Virginia will win this game. And like I said, narratives kind of have formed. So I'm going to go with the Cavaliers actually win 31-18 um, to put them at 4-1 and one on the season um, as they go into their first bye week of the 2016 season. Now, before we get into the next three games, I, I want to—I don't want to, like, spoil anything, and I don't, but I'm having a hard time with the next three games. Because when I look at the season, and, and like I said, I don't want to spoil anything, but the thing I have a hard time with is that I can go either way on two of them. Um, but then I, I tend to I tend to try to regret I tend to try to to try to talk myself back into being more Ferberish and not more Davish. Um, and so what I end up doing a lot is with these next three games is I can give you good reasons why Virginia can beat Pitt or Virginia can beat Carolina. I can't give you too many reasons why they'll beat Louisville. Um, but then I end up I end up waffling on it, and ultimately I, I, I have them um, I have them six and six on the season, and I think that that makes sense to me. Um, but I look at this and I think, are they, but the way I've got it all kind of breaking down is, I, I I only have them winning I have them winning no ACC games at home. That just seems weird for for a staff, you know what I'm saying for for a first for the first year under a new regime and new schemes and everything. Um, so over the next few picks, I'm I'm probably going to waffle some more. Uh, let's start on October 15th against uh, Pittsburgh. Probably, well, I guess Carolina at this point is the is the the, the solid kind of um, pick for um, among people with with rational thoughts in mind um, to be the to be the the leader in the coastal now. But Pittsburgh does have a lot of talent. I have a lot of respect for Pat Narduzzi. Uh, Ferber, let's start with you. How do you feel about this matchup? Um, I'm sure you're going to pick Pittsburgh to win it. But how do you feel about uh, this one between the, the Panthers and the Cavaliers now with the new coaching staff? Yeah, this is a game I went <laughs> back and game. forth on. <laughs> yeah, this is a game, and it is also a game that I went back and forth on quite a bit. Um, but, damn. I mean, it's just so hard to predict uh, what Pitt's going to look like. I think they're going to be solid, though. Um, I don't know how much we'll get out of James Conner this year. You know, obviously, everybody's really glad that he's back. Um, and healthy, but uh, obviously that is a factor, I guess, in his comeback and everything. But they were solid last year. I expect them to kind of get a little better this year. And uh, I think Pitt will end up winning this game. But again, I think 
we just as you just said, I think all four of these ACC home games are winnable and losable in varying degrees. Um, but I think that they do win this one. Um, or I mean, I'm sorry, I think they do lose this. Oh, one. Okay, I was going to say. Um, this is a game. I mean, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if they won it. Uh, I said like a month ago, I think I told you guys I thought there was a path to five and one um, on the schedule. So I'm going to go ahead and take Pitt in a pretty low scoring game, uh, maybe an uglier kind of game, uh, 27 to 21. All right, Dave, what about you? How do you, how do you, do you have you talked yourself into UVA winning this one yet? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> this is actually. You said, yeah, yeah, I agree I with you. <laughs> I, I think, the, you know, the next three games, um, I kind of went back and forth on 0-3, 2-1. I never got to 3-0 and in the next three. Um, but, you know, when it comes to Pitt, I, I just started looking at, look, they had a pretty good year last year. I think they were 6-2 and in the ACC. Um, but Pitt has kind of historic. they're kind of like, Virginia last year. I mean, they're a very traditional defense, very traditional power, you know, offense. Um, their defense has struggled against some more spread team. You know, the exception, I, th- I, be- I think they beat Georgia Tech last year, but, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, I don't know. And they also played Georgia Tech the week before. And anytime you played Georgia Tech the week before Virginia, I think that, you know, a week before anyone, I think it hurts you. It, I don't know. The fan in me, I had to pick one. I think Virginia wins one of the next three, maybe two. I kind of waffled back and forth between does Virginia beat Pitt or does Virginia beat North Carolina? Um, as we'll talk about in the next game, I think maybe I should have picked North Carolina, but I picked us to beat Pitt. I've got us winning this game in somewhat of <clears> – <throat> You act like I'm a waffle, but my score doesn't seem my waffle. I've got Virginia win this one, thirty-two to twenty-one. Interesting. My- I, I just think Pitt will struggle, and Narduzzi will struggle, you know, struggle with an offense. And I think our offense at four and one's got some momentum, and we're four and one. Ben Kirk's playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think Ben Kirk is playing well going into this game. I think the problem is Pat Narduzzi is one of the better defensive coaches in the in the not just the conference but the the country. And so I do think this one's going to be a little bit tighter, uh, especially scoring wise. I'm I'm kind of more in line with what Ferber thought. You know, I just kind of I looked at this one over and over again, and what I ultimately came down on is, I think Pitt has just a little bit of an edge in talent, and even though they're even though this game is on the road for 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 them, the difference to me is continuity. Um, you know, they they lost some guys at the beginning of the season too. No, I don't wanna, I don't want to gloss over that, but some of their contributors. Are, their main guys are still are obviously still uh, are still there, so it's not like they've lost, you know, central pieces. They've just kind of lost some depth and, and some some kind of role players. But again, I think a lot of a lot of my my thoughts about this game come down to Narduzzi, and I just have a lot of respect for for him and and the way he kind of runs his ship. And so, yeah, I think Virginia's offense is playing well going into this game. I think this is the game where it kind of comes down to earth a little bit. Um, maybe they hit they they get they get punched in the mouth a little bit by by a scheme. I think that's gonna. Um, I, I, like a defense, I think that that does a really good job of kind of uh, meeting the challenge, whatever that might be. So I, I've got Pitt winning this one, twenty-four to twenty. Uh, next week after that, they got North Carolina at home. I'll, I'll start this one. This is one I went back and forth on, mainly because with a system like Carolina has, I mean, you can tell me that Mitch Trubisky is this and that, and I understand that Fedora's been trying to play this kid for years, even though he had a quarterback. Um, 
the thing about it is Carolina's got so many good skill players. And like I said earlier in the podcast, right, for me it's going to come down to who has the better talent. And I think Carolina right now has the better talent. I think they're, they're deeper. Uh, they've got certainly got playmakers that fit what Fedora wants to do offensively. My only question is defensively, who are they? Who are they going to be? Can they can can they put it together for a whole season? And 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 this is one of those games that I, I will probably feel foolish about picking the way I pick it. Um, but I really do believe that 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 this is going to be a shootout because I think Virginia does have an offense for the first time that can really keep pace, um, especially considering this is a game where it's, these offenses are going to be somewhat similar, which is. They're going to want to play as fast as possible. Uh, they're going to want to, pot, you know, to put the thing in the air as much as they can. Um, so this is this is going to be one of the more high in scoring games for me. The problem that that I have, in, and and it's something that ultimately I, I I did get to the place where I could get over the hump and say yes, uh, Fedora would score enough points to to beat Broncos defense. But I do think that this is a game where Virginia's defense shows you some some wrinkles. Uh, now ultimately, I think Vir- Carolina's offense has a lot of success, largely because, like I said, they got better talent. If Virginia hadn't had the injury situation uh, that they've had, like at this point, I think in the season, you're not going to have Tim Harris anymore. Probably, um, you might not have Malcolm Cook either. Uh, I think those are two two tough hits. You're, you're, even though at this point, Thornhill and, and Miles Robinson are playing a lot, and you, you think that they they should have their sea legs. This is this is the this in the Oregon game. There, I mean, they, these are really tough tests. Um, so ultimately, I, I'm I'm going with with Carolina here uh, against maybe my my own better judgment. Um, like I said, kind of a high-scoring game. I could see it kind of breaking up and then coming back to uh, be kind of tight late in the fourth quarter. So it's not that I think Carolina is demonstrably better, um, but I think they are better. Um, so I'm going with Carolina, uh, 38 to 33. Uh, let's go with Ferber next. Ferber, what do you think about this one? I, I, I'm hoping that my my whole my whole goal here is like it will make me happy if after I pick things you go yeah that that makes sense to me. Because you're usually pretty close to the mark. What, what are you feeling about Carolina and UVA? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> All right. Now nah, nah, we're pretty much on the same page. I think Carolina has too much skill, talent, and they're just they're you know and their schemes are much more embedded at this point. Um, I think that they know what they are. I think Trubisky will be legit. Um, if not, he'll be able to run the system effectively. I think with the amount of experience that he has. So. Um, I don't think UVA will be able to win this game. I do think it's possible, like I said, that, that they do, um, just because it's at home. And, I mean, even Mike's team has played Fedora's pretty tough. Even last year, I think they kind of hung around a little bit, even on the road. So um, I think UVA can keep this one pretty close. Um, I do think they're going to have a hard time keeping up with Carolina if Carolina's offense can get going, which I think it will. So I think Carolina wins this game 34-27. 34-27. All right, Dave, you picked UVA, I'm sure. So. <laughs> oh, no, no, I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you, you guys are right. They're, they're, right now? What? <laughs> I've got, they've got a loss. One, two, three, four. He has them five and one, yeah. Five and one. Um, five uh, and one and lost this, to Oregon by nine on the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the drama happens on the back end. Um, I mean, like I said, it was between Pittsburgh and Carolina – I don't see Virginia going 0-3 in this three-game stretch, and I was trying to decide between the, the two of them. The one the one negative I could f- really find against Carolina other than you know a defense that still has some question marks is the schedule they have leading up to the game. I mean, um, they're at Florida State, and I believe they've got Virginia Tech at home. 
Yeah, they're at Florida State. They got Virginia Tech at home, then they're at Miami. That's a pretty tough little stretch. Um, but, you know, I kind of did it this year looking team by team. I, I've got Carolina having a wonderful season, so I'm going to – I'm going to say their defensive woes are, you know, are not enough for Virginia's offense to overcome. I mean, I'm confident, I'm, I'm hopeful in Virginia's offense, you know, being much better this year. I am fairly confident, you know, almost 100% confident that Carolina's offense is going to be just fine with the quarterback change. So that comes to, you know, whose defense is better, um, you know, against that offense. And, I would love to be Carolina. I just I just can't see it happening this year. Um, so I've got Carolina winning this one, thirty six to twenty two. The the worst. This will be the worst defeat I have Virginia for the season. But as an aside, I do have Carolina going eleven and one this year. So. So you went and picked. See, okay. See, I didn't do that on purpose because I, I I didn't because I knew it'd be like a like a logic puzzle and I would screw myself up because I didn't want to do the thing where. Like a minute ago, you were saying like it was either, but it was between this game and that game. I tried my best not to do that this time. Like, I didn't want to go in it with a preconceived like, okay, they're going to do this. I wanted to go game by game by game and just kind of see if I could feel it out. Which I've is done that for like three years and it's it never worked. <laughs> it hasn't really worked yet. Um, I will say this: you guys seem much higher on Mitch Trubisky than I do. The reason I had Carolina, the I mean, like I don't think he's going to be like, I don't know, David Watford. No offense, um, but I. I don't think he's going to be Marquise Williams either. Like, I just, I kind of feel like they're going to win sometimes in spite of that kid um, and the fact that the system is really good and that they have, like, Elijah Hood, who is, like, really good at running the football. Um, I, I just kind of feel like their versatility is going to be a big, I don't, I don't really expect Trubisky to be uh, kind of carrying that flag. I think he's, sometimes he's just going to make sure he just doesn't get in the way. Um, Louisville was a, was an easier one for me. Um, <laughs> Mainly because, again, I go back to who has better talent, Louisville does. Now, I will say this, though. This is a game that I think I think I see Virginia losing. But it's also a game I can totally see you come out and go, man, Bronco Mendenhall knows what he's doing. Like, because I totally expect the, him to coach the crap out of this game. This is the game on the schedule where, even, like I said, it might be somewhat like the Oregon game where you go, you know what, they, it was pretty good. You can see the, the game plan. This is going to be one of those games. It's going to just come down to talent and, and experience, and Virginia just doesn't have enough of that. Um you know, a lot of those kids at this point in the season, you know, you're talking about being almost into November. You you got to have your stuff straight, right? Well, the reality is, is like a lot of the even the more like the older quote unquote older guys on this on this roster, they are not that experienced, and so some of these things are just happening to them for the first time. And the grind of the season uh, can sometimes catch up to you, especially when uh, you had a little adversity here. So I've got Virginia losing the previous two before this. Um, I, I'm not saying they're going to lose because they're down on themselves, but I do think that it's it's one of those things where it's tough when you play when you're playing good teams, no matter where you play them. So it's kind of unfortunate that these these three games are kind of packed in together because I think got a lot of respect for Narduzzi's staff, got a lot of respect for Carolina's talent, and I got a lot of respect for Louisville's talent. Um, so I, I'm going to have the Cardinals win this one mainly because I think um, uh, old uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, he's the truth. He good. He good. Although somebody correct me if I'm wrong here, but like. Did Reggie Bonifant like switch positions? Are, what's the, what's are they not gonna play? Like, what's the deal with that? Because I mean, I, I expect Lamar Jackson. You know, he's he's a beast. But like, what 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 are they doing with Bonifant? They might know. They might know what 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 all. Uh, just ask Ferber. Ferber what, I, what? I really I really couldn't tell you. I just know Lamar Jackson is the quarterback. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is the truth. I don't know what happened to Reggie Bonifant. Um, so yeah, I've got the Cardinals winning this one. Um, 
much <laughs> much more handily than they won it uh, a year ago. Um, I've got this one uh, 34 to 21. Um, again, not like a you know not a yeah I mean, a, a sound win for them, but not like a demonstrative beating or anything like that. But I just think Louisville's got better talent, and I think at the end of the day, that's the thing that's gonna gonna be the difference. Um, Ferber, let's go back to you. Uh, feeling feeling me on that on that one, or what do you think? Yeah, pretty much. Um, agreed. I think Louisville is going to be good this year. They could. Um, the funny thing is, they could easily go ten and two and finish third in their division, um, and that would that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, so, I think this will probably be a loss. Uh, I think Louisville could win by a comfortable margin. Um, I'm going to say 37-24 Louisville. Um, but here's the thing. I, I, I just picked UVA to lose these three games in a vacuum, kind of, like looking at it game by game, which I guess you kind of should. But at the same time, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to lose all three of these games. I just don't feel confident in any single one of them to pick it. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's like, they have like a 30, 40% chance in, in at least two of the games. So I think they'll end up winning one of those three. So what was your, what was your score? It was 37, 24, 37, 24. Okay. Dave, have you talked yourself into Virginia beat pulling the upset here? No, I think, you know, this is, you know, I mentioned in the next three games, I think Virginia could win two. Louisville was not included in that. I think they're a really good team this year. And, and you know, assuming assuming no injuries, I need to stop saying that. We're all assuming no injuries. Um, Lamar Jackson is a heck of a player. I, you know, I do think, you know, certainly there's a chance. I mean, Virginia beat them, what, two years ago and played them competitively last year, but, um, kind of going how I've been picking Louisville's got I wouldn't say the most challenging games leading up to it so they should be rolling you know they think they've got Duke and NC State leading into our game um, which compare when you compare it to the rest of the teams on their schedule there's a lot now um, I, I just can't see Virginia pulling it off I do think it'll be a little closer than we think just because it's at home and I've got this one 33 to 23, one of my uh, 10 point win for Louisville. Interesting. Okay. So at this point in the season with, uh, with the first game in November to yet to come, Ferber and I both have Virginia having won um, four games and having lost four games. Dave has them winning five. five I, have to, I have to say I'm somewhat impressed with us being very even keeled, all things considered. Um, these, consider Virginia's pick to win like no games in the well, ACC. <laughs> I mean, look, those things are those things are tough. No, I'm just I, messing. You know, Ferber made a good point. I want to touch on real quick. So the idea that like you you when you pick when you pick things, you can look at it and say, yeah, but that's probably not going to happen. So like you're trying to give your best case. You're trying to give not necessarily best case scenario. You're you're trying to give your best estimate, right? But realistically, I think he's right. I I, I will not be surprised at all if UVA pulls out more one or more of those three. Honestly. Um, especially if, if the first one, if they get the first one, they're able to roll a little bit. Um, but they could also lose to you. But they also, but they also could. Yeah, that's ex- and that, and that's the thing. I, I feel like for several years now, we've talked about the thin line between um, winning and losing. You know, the, the margin for error is so small. 
uh, with this team in the in the depth situation, that's the because to me, I really do believe Virginia's going to be in games this year that they shouldn't be in. I mean, Lord have mercy, Bronco Mendenhall has a dude that he that he has on staff whose whole job, okay, is to put is to think about all of the random stuff, random situations that the team could be in, down and distance, uh, situation, clock, timeouts, all that stuff. To be, and like he he it's not that he doesn't he can't do that kind of stuff he obviously can but he has somebody whose whole task is is like hey figure all this stuff out for me like that to me it, it, there's a there's a level of organization and kind of uh, preparation that eventually will will pay dividends like you're just not going to be yeah. that prepared and 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 not win football games so I feel somewhat yeah. weird having picked it picked them four and four through these uh, first eight games and yet totally look at the schedule and say you know what. This thing could break two or three games either way. Um, I could see him. I could see him winning two of those three games we just picked. I could totally see him losing at UConn. Although I still think talent eventually wins the day. So, as they go to Wake Forest on on November the fifth, I think this is the easiest win of the season. Um, I think Wake Forest's offense is a dumpster fire. Um, I think defensively they they probably aren't that bad, but offensively I don't think they 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 can handle. Uh, um, you know, a, ha, they can put together consistent, competent drives uh, against Virginia's defense because I think scheme-wise, this, like I said, there are going to be several moments this season where you really see the coaching shining, and this is going to be one of them. So I've, I've got Virginia winning this one and winning this one pretty easy, um, mainly because I just don't think Wake Forest is going to be uh, any good. Um, so I've got Virginia winning this one 42-16. This is my this is my whoa number of the, of the night. Um <laughs> Dave, let's go to you. How, how do you feel about Virginia and Winston Salem? Even if I ran like the worst, my worst case scenario for the schedule, where Virginia would be like two and six at this point, I still have Virginia winning this game. Um, I, I just don't. I feel bad. Maybe maybe it's probably a Wake fan looking at Virginia saying, "Man, we can win that one." But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you know, I think at this point, Bronco knowing. Knowing him like we know him now, like coming off, I've got him going, you know, losing two of the previous three. I don't think he's going to let that sit well with him. I mean, it's just two of three, which sounds like nothing to a Virginia fan recently. Um, I think this is a game Virginia comes out, you know, super focused on the road. And I, I've got him just about the same score. I've got 42 to 16 on this one. Um, I like Virginia a lot. And, just to piggyback off that point you were making earlier, because I don't want to turn into a topic late in the thing, but you know, I think I'm interested to see how the coaching change works. I mean, we've all been Virginia fans for many years, but when you think about like, the change from Welsh to Grow, the there was there was you know there wasn't a whole lot of philosophical change with respect to the offensive scheme we were running. We just went from a four three to a three four and recruited a little harder, and then London was pretty much Grow with the pep talk. And going back to four three, there wasn't a whole lot of dynamic offensive changes, and you know we're seeing tremendous scheme changes on both sides of the ball, so that could potentially be great. I mean, when Fedora came to Carolina, it didn't take them a couple of years to be decent, and they were pretty good right away. Harbaugh went to Michigan; they were pretty good right away. So, you know, there's potential for Virginia to be to shock us all. There's also potential this is a three or four year plan. I'm kind of falling in the middle. Um, I guess I'm saying that to explain why I've got Virginia at this point six and what six and two six and three. 
Did you say 42-16? I did. Damn, we got the same score. Look at that. Uh, well, I can honestly say I wasn't listening to you. So no. Yeah, there you go. That's 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 generally what happens to people when they when they listen no, to my podcast. They I'm re- reading it off my four. Uh, Ferber, what do you, what do you think about uh, about this old matchup with the Demon Deacons? I almost said the Rainbow uh, Wreck. I know that's not right. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we we barely know Wake Forest since the last time they played. Um, Twelve twenty twelve, I think. Um, but yeah, I kind of understand where Dave was coming from. Where the Wake fans probably think like, okay, this is a win. It's Virginia at home, right? Um, I think UVA goes down there and wins. Uh, you would think I honestly don't know a ton about this Wake Forest team because I haven't watched them play it a lot over the last few years. Right. Um, but you would think that they'd be kind of turning the corner at this point in year three under uh, Clawson. So you'd think they'd be showing some improvement. So I kind of expect them to be a little bit better. But uh, you know, obviously going to BB&T Field isn't exactly like going to Doe Campbell Stadium. Um, and I think they can go down there and win a game. Honestly, this is the kind of game that. That like on the road, I didn't feel like UVA had a ton of games like this, and that's why the losing streak is as long as it is. Because I think, I mean, like if they played at Wake last year, I think they would have won. So, right. um, I think UVA wins this one, thirty-one to seventeen. Okay, not too far off the beaten path. All right, so, all right, the last three games of the season, I, I admit, were tough for me when I picked them, mainly because. I'll be honest. If Virginia won two of the three, I would not be surprised. If they lost all three, I wouldn't be surprised. The difference to me is is really the last one. Uh, Miami, I think, has better talent. And like I said, I'm going to keep going back to this. Who has better talent? I think Miami has better talent, even without um, two of their, their main uh, kind of stalwarts on defense. They're, they're, they're leading returning tackler and their best pass rusher. Um, it has, you know, it's, it's really funny. I, I don't have – I don't have any real opinion of, of of the impact Rick will have on this on this team. I think that the talent was always there, and heck, even last year after they they fired Golden, it wasn't like they were terrible, terrible. You know what I mean? They weren't like dumpster fiery. Um, so I, I do think that they they have more talent. Uh, the fact that this game is in Charlottesville is is really giving me pause, though. Um, but like I said, I, I've I've kind of vowed this 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 uh, podcast or this. Uh, this uh, prediction season to uh, to stick with the, the the talent idea, so I, I'm going to go with Miami to win this, and and I and I can't believe I've actually picked uh, Virginia to lose all four ACC games home, but uh, I've got Miami winning this one, uh, 31 to 23, um, in large part because I just I just think Miami's talent's better, um, and I could totally see this been being uh, you know a closer game, you know. You know, twenty eight, twenty three, um, late, and then Miami just makes some plays and gets in field goal range or something. Um, but I, I, like I said, I, I just think that this one comes down to just flat talent, and and I still think you'll see. Like I said, the theme that you'll see even in Virginia's losses this year is that they don't lose games the way they always used to lose games. When they lose games, it's because teams made plays. Um, but, you know, there might be a mistake on a coverage here or there, but nothing. You know, they're not going to be blowing leads. They're not going to be. Uh, committing, hor- you know, uh, 15 false start penalties in a game, you know, that kind of thing. Um, they're just going to have, you know, they're going to be moments where you see the coach and staff changes kind of shine through. Um, Dave, what what you got for the Hurricanes? 
this is one of my favorite games of the year. <laughs> I mean, I think if you'd have talked to three of us off air last year around this time, oh, well, around not around this time, around the end of the season, Mark Richt was, we were pretty excited about, you know, some of, some of the smoke coming about him, him ending up in Virginia and convincing ourselves he could win here, right? So now I'm kind of opposite, and I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we ended up at Bronco, even though I had no clue up until two seconds before I hit refresh and it appeared on the screen. That's our new coach. Um, you're right. I mean, Miami, Miami has more talent, but I'm trying to figure out when has Miami not had more talent than Virginia? Um, and it, I don't know that you probably had to go back to the probation days for that to be a fact. And maybe even then it was close. Um, so, you know, I don't factor t- talent in with Miami. It's always about motivating that talent. I think Rick will do well, you know, you know, do better than, than golden perhaps just because he's coming from an SEC background. I just, there's something about this game. Just when if there's a team that, you know, Bronco talked about how this team, how the Virginia team, when it, when they practice in Scott Stadium, bad things happen there. Miami is a team that good things have happened against, and I think you combine that with Bronco. This is the one, maybe maybe not the one upset if you consider where, where we're ranked, but this is a game that I didn't really hesitate on. Um, I think Virginia wins this one. Um, it's close. I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think Bronco out coaches Rick late. Wins this game 31-29 to 29 on a last-second field goal. Um, and we all celebrate. But, yeah, it's if there's one team you can throw, I think you can throw the talent thing out on, it's Miami. And I just don't know if Rick's yeah. – I don't know. Man, I, 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 I don't want to win this one bad. I actually, <laughs> as you'll see in the next two weeks, like this one is important to me for now. Because well, you, you, Dave's got Virginia having won seven games before uh, my sister's birthday, which is the the uh, I mean my dad's birthday, which is the eighteenth, um, which <laughs> has not happened in quite a while. Um, Ferber, tell me why Miami's going to win. I think UVA is going to win. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, shut your mouth, Franklin. That's like a real, <laughs> that's like a real thing. Like you're actually doing that. Okay, All yeah, right, I'm picking UVA to win this game. Wow. Um, I agree with. Pretty much everything Dave said, I think wow. this team psychologically uh, has has an edge in this matchup. And if you couple that with, I think UVA will show some improvement throughout the season, especially on offense. Um, and I think that Miami, although their sk- you know their schemes are probably pretty similar to what Golden ran, um, I expect a lot of the outcomes, at least for this year, to be similar to the outcomes that Golden produced. I think they're probably like an eight and four type team. Uh, I think they're beatable. Um, you couple that with the fact that it's going to be the last home game of the season. So I think the seniors, especially this senior class, that's kind of really taken the reins from a leadership perspective. I think that they're really going to want this one. Um, and and then also the fact that they at that point have five wins, in at least in my prediction. Um, so I think this game would get them to bowl eligibility. So I think the Miami game will end up being the watershed moment for this season um, and get them back to bowl eligibility. Um, I think UVA wins 27-24 in a close game that comes down to the last possession. God, this is the first time. Yeah, we both time. kind of failed to mention, you know, look, Miami's got a ridiculous stretch of games like leading up into that one, and it is our home, our, 
our home finale. So, I mean, they right. play like Notre Dame, just, Pitt, Florida State, everyone else. Can we just can we just note for the record that this is the first time in the history of this podcast that we've done this, where I believe that this, I mean, not this, but ever, that Ferber actually has has their record better than I do. What I don't even know what what this reality is. Okay, the next weekend they go to uh, Atlanta, which is a great city, um, and and I'm I'm going to be there, so I'm very interested in in this game for obvious reasons. Uh, it it replaced Oregon as my random game to go to. Um, I am, how should I say? Uh, I'm fearful of what this offensive line can do to teams in the coastal. And I think that the team that, that benefits the most from the injuries and such and such that have happened uh, in the in this division is Georgia Tech. Uh, I think uh, Justin Thomas is really good. I'm not really sure exactly what to make of them defensively, but I just think that that offense is going to be really, really good again. Um, and because of that, I mean, I think I saw PJ say something the other day that, like, he thought this is the best offensive line he's had. Um if that's the case, uh, this is going to be a, a, a fascinating contrast in styles because Virginia's going to want to do everything it can to go fast, and PJ's just not going to care, and they will grind it out. So this is going to be one of those that I actually feel like is a really tight game, but ultimately comes down to just Georgia Tech being able to do what Georgia Tech does, which is control the, control the clock, control the game, grind you up. Um, and I really think this is where the inexperience shows. You're, you're asking a lot of older guys – who haven't played meaningful roles to, to switch schemes and whatnot, um, asking them to kind of cover this this thing this late in the season, um, so far away from your bye week when maybe you had some time to, to do some install. Um, I'm curious to see how Bronco deals with that, with deals with the with practicing for the triple option. Um, but in, in this respect, I, I really believe that Virginia plays this game well. Um, don't get me wrong, but I think that ultimately PJ and that offensive line um, they get it done. Um, I've got. The, the rambling wreck, uh, winning this one 27 to 21, um, which, I, again, I man, I've got Virginia at this point, what, five and six? Whew. Um, Dave, uh, let's go to you again. Uh, tell me why Virginia's going to win this one, Dave. I've got Virginia losing this one, um, <clears throat> but I'll be honest, I mean, it's not based on – I kind of broke down the, the last six games into two, three-game segments because it's – I don't know why, just how I did it. Um, and, you know, I have Virginia going one and two in the first one. Um, I don't know. On paper, you know, the 3 4 has great success against Georgia Tech. I mean, Al Gro had good success. Yeah, but see, that's a different 3 4. Like, it I, it I, I is, but the, the whole principle of not having four linemen you can cut, it, it's kind of the same. But, um, and then. Bronco at BYU had great success against Georgia Tech. Um, so those two things kind of – I was trying to decide between the two, Miami or Georgia Tech, which which one of those two are going to win. Because the chance of Virginia winning both, probably pretty slim. I'd love to be wrong on that, but probably pretty slim. So for me, if, if the games were flip-flopped, if it was at Miami and home against Georgia Tech, I probably would have gone the other way. Um, I think being on the road after an emotional win against Miami that makes you a seven, you know, We've already bowl eligible. We're seven and three in my record at that point. Um, <laughs> you know, we're it's utopia. Uh, so it's, I think it's close. I, I just give the edge to Georgia Tech just because you know it's going to be contrasting styles. Um, 
I've got – I'm trying to find my score here. Oh, I've got Georgia Tech winning this one 27 to 21. One of the – yeah, that's probably my worst Virginia offensive performance of the year. Intriguing. <laughs> um, all right, Ferber, talk to me. That was really weird how you said that. What, intriguing? <laughs> what? Intriguing. No, I just didn't know what else to say. And I, also, I'm that's fighting off emphasis. a sneeze, so I don't think that would be good radio. Oh, I got you. I got you. I just thought it was funny. Um – I think Georgia Tech wins this game. I, I kind of went back and forth on this, uh, but I kind of the way I looked at it with the Miami win, I kind of think if they do win that game, this will be kind of a letdown spot. Um, I do think that in the years to come, if Paul Johnson stays at Georgia Tech, then Bronco will have a lot of success against him. Going back to what Dave said about the defense, and if you look at his track record in the games that he played against Georgia Tech at BYU, he killed them both times pretty much. So. Um, I think once he gets the defense rolling, once he gets his players in the system and, you know, kind of has more uh, more of a handle on things, I think that they will have success. I think this year um, Georgia Tech will get the better of them. Um, I mean, it's not one of those things like uh, like the next game they're going to play where I think they're they're cursed against the team or or like they can't don't know how to win against them because they beat them last year. So uh, I think this game will be. Pretty close. Uh, I see Georgia Tech winning it 28 to 20. 28 to 20. Okay. Yeah, I think UVA's offense is in for like a regression kind of game at this point. And I could also see, too, the the just not having as many opportunities could could, could hurt them in this game, too. Just yeah, that's kind of how I see it going. Georgia Tech just running the ball like all game. Yeah, that makes sense to me. All right, so last game of the season is in Blacksburg. At this point on my, uh, in my season, Virginia's had some weird highs and lows. They start off the year 4-1, uh, and one, they lose three in a row, they get a win at, on the road, another win on the road, they come back, they have a hard-fought loss to Miami, they, get, they go on the road again, they get a hard-fought loss to Georgia Tech. They're going to beat Virginia Tech. Um, they're going to beat Virginia Tech 33-17 to 17 or somewhere in that ballpark. I really feel confident about this one, um, mainly because I think that if you look at it from a talent perspective, I'm gonna be honest. I think it's a draw. I, I think both of these teams have recruited, in some ways, really well, and then in other ways, really poorly. Um, I think for Virginia, it's a balance of depth. I think for Tech, it's a balance across in terms of uh, consistency, position, position, position. Too many of those decisions to move guys around is, uh, I think, is eventually going to come back and bite them. You know, situations where they were kind of trying to get by with a guy here or trying to get by with a guy there. The difference in this game to me is Kirk Benkirk, ECU, Ruffin McNeil. That to me, that combination, they know, like, even though maybe Kirk Benkirk wasn't the quarterback going out and doing it, but Ruffin McNeil was the coach going out and having that team beat Tech. Uh, I, I really do believe that this is, the, this is a game where his read option ability and that, 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 that ability to, to, to put Tech in a, in a world of hurt is going to come up and. And really bite them. And I, I think, like I said, that with the talent kind of being a draw, I think Virginia has a better coaching staff. Uh, no disrespect to what Bud has done. I think he's been a great coordinator. Um, I just think that this is a weird sort of marriage, and this is the exact kind of game where those kids for so long had so much confidence and still probably do. But I don't know if they can channel it the same way with Fuente at the, at the helm in terms of the, the kind of domination they've had in this series. Um, to me, I just kind of see it. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work. 
and also too, I don't think that that stuff is going to mess with UVA as much. Uh, I think that this is going to be a, a, a kind of a cleansing season for a lot of Virginia fans in the in, in much the same way that Tony Bennett kind of early seasons were. May, maybe they weren't winning every game, but you know what? They weren't going to be affected by the drama of the past. And that's a that I think is a huge step forward for them. And this is going to be the game that kind of not only puts them into into bowl contention uh, on, on my prediction list, but also exercises a lot of demons. Um, you know, maybe maybe Tech is in a similar position to try to to, to need this win to keep their streak alive. I, I you know I don't know. I just know that Virginia to me uh, has the better coaching staff, and even when the talent is is even, that's that that trumps being in Blacksburg. Um, so I've got Virginia winning this one, thirty three seventeen. Ferber, let's go to you next. Uh, how you feeling about uh, Virginia's chances in Lane Stadium? Chalk up the W. <laughs> All right. <talk laughs> nah, nah. I, I think uh, I think you know the last few years have been very close, and it's just I, I mean I don't know how to say this without it seeming mean, um, but. If if you can come that close to losing to a, a Mike Lennon coach team <laughs> year in and year out, home and away, and just keep skating by, I think eventually that catches up to you. Yeah, um, find some truth to that. I mean, UVA's teams probably beat themselves in half those games if you really go back and watch them. Um, so it's just, I don't know what this Tech team is, honestly. I think they could beat UVA by three touchdowns. I mean, that would be a stretch. Um, I think they could lose to UVA by two or three scores. Like nothing would surprise me. You know and what, like you let me hold on, let me interject like, real quick. There, there is there is kind of dumpster fire potential with this team where they could really like things could get off the rails. Yeah, that's true. Let me let me ask you a question before you get into the ins and outs of your pick. The sure. fact the fact that Justin Fuente is supposed to be the 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 the, the, the offensive guy, and that they've moved Bucky Hodges to wide receiver from tight end. Now, why would you do that? But why? Like, why would you? I, I don't get the benefit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you want to move Tanner Cowley from tight end to, to wide receiver. Okay. But, like, one of the things that he gave you was this ability to create mismatches. Why would you give that up? I mean, I understand he's still a big, strong receiver, and, he, and he's going to create mismatches in some situations. But one of the things that you could do with him as a tight end is require – you know what I'm Do you see what I mean? Like, I just don't I, – I don't – that's a move that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And if that's the – if that's what the Fuente – regime does with talent it reminds me too much of the previous staff when it came to like i don't know white teller not being a defensive lineman um or a multitude of other dudes who got moved around sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but this is just one that i just scratched my head at you had an, an, a significant advantage when you had bucky hodges as your tight end now you have been wide receiver and you're li- i feel like you're limiting some of what he can do um right yeah i mean, I mean i don't know if that's like a semantics thing with their offense or what but um, or how? Well, I guess we'll see how they're going to use him pretty soon. It's the season's about to start. Um, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I do think that Tech has a lot of skill possession players that, if they can find a quarterback, um, I think they can be pretty good. And I do think that they'll keep their bowl streak alive this year. Um, I just have a weird feeling about this game overall. Um, I think UVA wins in overtime. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. All right, so Ferber just picked Virginia to win its eighth game of the year. He's supposed to be the seven, voice of reason. Nah, seven, seven. One, games. two, three, four, five, six. Oh yeah, you had Georgia Tech, not not UVA. Okay, seven. Even was hey, seven is still is still pretty good considering. 
All right, Dave. I mean, and and I want to put this out there. I think I'm on the optimistic side of things. Like, people are getting upset when they see the predictions for three wins, four wins from national guys. I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility um, with this team. I think they have a slimmer margin for error because of depth. So, um, and and honestly, if you don't really follow this team closely and know – uh, or, or, or believe in the changes that are made and how they could affect the team and how close they are. If you're just kind of right. taking a broad look at things, I could see how That's you – I mean, like, you're not going to pick UVA to win head-to-head if you're doing a matrix against Louisville. Like, you're just not going to do that. Yeah, that's true. So. All right, Dave. Uh, I'm, I'm all, I, I would be willing to bet uh, everything I own that you're going to have Virginia win in this game. Um Since I didn't bet, I, I, I I'm, I'm going to go back. Yeah. I'll build up to my pick then. I mean, I, I think you guys are right. I've got Virginia Tech going into this game at five and six. I mean, Virginia Tech's playing at Notre Dame the week before, which is a interesting wrinkle to our normal rivalry. Um, I, I just, I don't want to get into too much of Virginia Tech, but you know, the really the only difference between Virginia Tech and Virginia the last four to six years has been out of conference scheduling and the head to head result. I mean, they've pretty much been the same team. Um, But for some reason, Justin Fuente, who's got four years at Memphis, two of which were with a, a quarterback who is one bad snap, (laughs) one bad hit away from being a starter for the defending Super Bowl champions. Those are only two winning seasons he had at that school. I don't quite understand the whole, you know, Virginia tech is back stuff I keep seeing. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be a complete dumpster fire um, because they've got some talent and, you know, the Evans kid, he's got potential. The question is, I I think the bigger question is on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that got overlooked because of the offensive ineptitude they had had over the years. But, um, you know, I've got Virginia Tech 5-6 and going into this game. Um, I think you know, we kind of know Bronco and Justin have a. Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to call him Justin for now on. <laughs> Bronco and Justin have a uh, have some history. It, it wasn't pretty at, you know, during a bowl game. Um, we've been doing this is our fifth preseason podcast. If I remember, if I if my math is correct, right? We started after the. Didn't we not start? We started the year after the Peach Bowl, right? Chick Fil A Bowl. Yeah, we did. I wasn't. I wasn't an original cast member. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> an original, an OG. Very few are. <laughs> um, I have. So this is the fifth pick. I've picked Virginia Tech to lose four straight years. Been wrong every year. This Why year change picked... now? No, I am going to change now <laughs> because I, I just think you know. There is no. I think Virginia wins this game, but I'm picking Tech to win it, 31 to 28. Are you trying some like reverse I, I, mojo thing here, Dave? Is that is that? No, what's I'm just making a pick. I'm just making a pick, Brad. You guys can assume anything you want. Yeah, it's a reverse <laughs> mojo thing. Here's my thing. All right, look, I, I think Dave's point about Virginia and Tech being very similar is right on. The thing I will add to that is it's not just the out of conference scheduling; it's the manner in which they would win games. When Virginia won games, it was like almost in spite of itself. And when Tech won games, they were pretty. They were just kind of handled. You know what I'm saying? Like not to, not that they were all that way, but many of them were. Um, you know, Tech would would was was just more consistent 
when it came to um, be when it was when when the Hokies were good, they were okay. You know what I mean? Like when Virginia won, it was like they they you know uh, air quotes won. So I, I understand where he's coming from. I I don't I don't get the pick. Uh, <laughs> considering everything else you said up until the point where you said the number and the team. Um, but hey, you can, you can take it any way you want. You got to do, you gotta do what you got to do, <laughs> so you can look at the man in the mirror. Um, so all right, so to, to tally this all up, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six wins. Dave has Virginia with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins, and Justin has Virginia with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven wins. And the last one being an overtime. How in the world did I end up being the six and six guy, and you guys are seven and five? I uh, okay. Whew. I think maybe that means I tried too hard. Um, all right, some closing thoughts before we uh, we wrap up what has now been a, a very long edition of the CapsCorner.com podcast. Um, I, I think I want to I want to get into real quick just Ferber's point earlier about the fa- the way that this the way that like that he thinks that. The seven and five is totally plausible, and yet, you know, winning three four games is totally plausible. And it's not just I, I don't I don't want to speak for him, but he can agree or disagree. But I think it's not just the those those specific games. It's kind of like, like you said, the the margin for error is super thin. The depth being what it is, like they're gonna it, to to be in that seven eight win category, they have to just stay incredibly healthy, get guys back maybe that have been hurt. Like Bronco saying today that all the wide receivers are, are ready to go. I, I have a hard time believing Andre Lavroni went from not listed on the two deep on Monday to being ready to go on Wednesday. Um, but when I say back, I don't mean just like playing. I mean playing to 100%. And I mean, I don't think you're going to get Tim Harris there. I don't think you're going to get Malcolm Cook there. Probably not Sean Carl there. Those are significant losses. Um, they can't afford anymore, um, especially their specific spots. Obviously, that's the case. So I kind of feel like that, that margin for error is, is really thin. D- when you look back at what you've picked – uh, how confident are you in what you've you've picked for like what like on a scale of let's say let's just do a out of a hundred percentage wise how confident uh, do you, think you are where's that dial 15. <laughs> 15 i mean like really like really that's, like, that's how they, that's it but part of that's because of the division that uva plays in. yeah that's true too it's that's like true. it's so hard to predict these teams like they're all the same if uva was like vanderbilt it would be easy. They'd be like, well, they're not going to beat Georgia on the road. They're not going to beat Florida on the road. But they can beat Kentucky. Like, this is just like they're all the same team. Like, and it's just so hard to it predict. It does kind of feel like ping pong balls. And it out feels of like a draft just, machine. it's like, well, it's like, and we just use past results to determine it. And that obviously isn't always how it works. So, um, you know, it just, it's, it's tough to predict. I think this year, you know, last year, if you'd asked me, last year I picked them to go three and nine, and I would have said 80. I would have had eighty percent confidence. Interesting, because I, I was I was pretty sure with the schedule and that way the team was trending, they weren't going to be very good. Right. So right. Um, this year, I have the, the range of wins for me is is pretty pretty big. I think they could go anywhere from three and nine to like eight and four. Wow, that is a wide wide disparity. Right. Um, I really think I, I think part of it is because you have such an unknown at quarterback. Um, he could if he turns out to be really good, they could probably they could win seven eight games, like because that's the that's the margin for error in this division. Right. Um, if he turns out to be average or or you know like 
it just doesn't pan out around him. The line doesn't play very well, or there's some injuries here or there. The defense gives you know shows their inexperience. Like they could they could go three and nine. Like it wouldn't be that surprising. And I don't think it would be something to be worried about either. I think that it would just be kind of like it, it would kind of be a testament to where this program is and how much work Bronco has to do going forward. I uh, I want to piggyback off of that um, reason to worry. Uh, Dave asked earlier if we could steal Viking who's question slash topic from the board and, and we are as we wrap up here would anything what what would have to happen saturday for you to be uh or for you to change your opinion of the season you know we're talking 40 point win seven point loss what would have to happen for for on saturday for you to change your outlook for uva in 2016 i'll, I'll go first for me the big thing if, if virginia hung 60 on this team um and and, and didn't give up more than like 15 that would that would really seriously get my attention, and I I would be I, I would I would go directly to that three game homestand that I have them losing. Um, that that to me would show an offensive competency, uh, but also a preparation level of, you know the the rubber is truly meeting the road. Now of course if they lost or or you know were to lose by ten or something, yeah that would that would also make me you know rechange some things or rethink some things. Dave, what about you? So, yeah, I mean, obviously losing it would, would change a lot. Um, I mean, I think in, in college football, the there's two ways to get, you know, obviously the most important player on the field is a quarterback. You've seen teams come from nowhere to national relevance just with a good quarterback. So anytime you're bringing a guy who has an arm, we've seen, obviously we haven't seen Binkert in, in game action. Um, we, we've seen plenty of, of practice and, to my neck, you know, to my untrained eye, he, he has one of the better arms we've seen. If we see that in a game action, he scores 60, like you're saying, I'm a lot more confident because especially if he does it and then, you know, he does some read option stuff and makes some yards with his feet. And all of a sudden you've got, you've got a defense thinking that's going to make me a little more confident in my picks. I mean, I don't know how much more confident than seven and five I can get given where we kind of are as a program. Um, you know, if we lose, certainly, if we lose, most likely it's going to be a depth issue, and that's going to be a bigger concern than than I had, or or you know, or or worse issue on the field. Um, yeah, I think we've, you know, I have a pretty good hunch that we have an upgraded quarterback, um, and, and I know for a fact we have upgraded the coaching staff. So there's a part of me that says, hey, if if we didn't, if Benker hadn't come here, what if? Would I still pick Virginia to, to make a bowl game, you know, with, with Matt Johns or Connor Brewer battling with this coaching staff? And I, I don't know that that answer is no. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm maybe seven wins. Is it the cap? Maybe they're eight win team or nine win team. Um, but you know, getting back to your original, <laughs> getting back to your original question because I want to piggyback off what you were saying. Um, certainly, an offensive. You know, show is something we as Virginia fans have not seen in a very long time. Um, so if you see that and the quarterback has a mastery of the offense and is making the defense react and we win 60 to 15, I think that would do more to make me confident about the season than, than a close win or a small loss would do to hurt me. Just because I think the small loss would do, be due to some issues that could potentially be correctable down the road. 
Um, I think that might be a, a good place. I mean, unless Fervor really wants to, is dying to jump in here on the on the question of uh, what would have to happen Saturday for you to have a dramatically different opinion. I think he's kind of already. My, mine's a, yeah, mine's the same as yours. Where if I think Richmond, I have a lot of respect for this Richmond team. I think they're legitimately probably not the worst team you'd be able to play this year. Um, there might be two teams worse than Richmond on the schedule, quite honestly. Um, I think if UVA blew them out. Um, like really bad or put up a ton of points, um, then I'd have to maybe reevaluate where this team is. Uh, if they lost, I still think they could go five and seven, six and six. Right. Um, yeah. Like, so I think winning by a lot would be a bigger impact to me than losing by a lot or losing. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I, I think, especially if you consider what the weather might mean to the scoring, um, if they came out and blew them out, I think that would really mean something. Um, if Virginia scores sixty and two to three inches of rain, like one of the forecasts <laughs> says, we may need to re-record this whole thing. <laughs> Scrap it, delete it, <laughs> re-up. Yeah, you it. didn't that, hear that it. That didn't even happen. Now I will say this: if there was a moment, sixty points and two inches of rain. Like, <laughs> were you at the Were you at the Duke game last year? I was. Okay, there was a moment in that game where, like, Virginia's like scored a bunch of points, and I just remember thinking, "Is this real life?" Yeah, it was the first or second quarter. Yeah, it was like it was like the like the third or fourth touchdown they scored, and I'm just like, oh my god, like what are they doing? Like they're actually scoring points. Yeah, is the key. threw a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was like one of those like out of I was it was one of those rare times that I've had covering this team in, in terms of football where I was just like, holy holy crap, like wow, like I just was blown. I was legitimately blown away by their offense. I think what's going to be funny throughout this season is going to be looking back on that and thinking like that was like a big deal. Because if you look at these scores, I've got Virginia scoring 33, scoring 24, then scoring 38, then scoring 46, then scoring 31. Um, got them over 30 a couple other times, over 40 a couple, uh, one, at least one more time. Like, I mean, the idea that, like, that day I was like, oh, my God, these are the most points I've ever seen. <laughs> just makes me laugh as I, as, as I look back on it. But, um, yeah, I just think that offensively, when there was a moment in the press conference Monday where Jackson Mateo was talking – and he had this like he was ta- he was trying to explain like how good the offense can be, and uh, I think somebody had asked him a question of, like how often the offense is is kind of beating the defense so to speak, and vice versa. And he had this moment where he was really thinking about like how they look. He's like he said something like, "Man, when, but when we're when we're rolling, he he had this look in his eye that I just I had not seen like a, it was like it was like a weird kind of like I don't want to say cocky, but it was definitely confidence. It was but it was almost like." was almost like a dreamy confidence like he was like thinking ahead to like what it could look like if they if they did that to teams and for a second there I was like uh, yo these guys really do believe they're going to be they're going to be something special uh we are we are now past an hour and a half which is usually a, a very long show no matter what so let's uh let's put a pin in it there uh I want to thank everybody out there for sticking with us uh our preseason prediction podcast is always one of our our most fun. Um, I cannot. I still cannot believe I'm the one who who has them at six and six, and you guys both have them seven five. Um, but yeah, I want to thank everybody out there for giving a listen. Want to thank uh, Dave and Justin for being on the show as always. Uh, next week we'll be back with a conversation about what we saw on Saturday: rain, sleet, or snow, however it may happen, and then uh, previewing obviously Virginia's matchup uh, against Oregon. So for David Spence, for Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorn.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.